Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yes, yes, yes. Podcasts are back in fashion. Hello, it's me, Lou Sanders, with another episode of um, your favourite podcast, Cuddle Club. I've been sitting on one bum cheek the last hour, and I don't know why I didn't spread out the love to the other one. But, you know, that's me. And how are you? How are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. This week, I'm talking to Celeste Ring. She is from Lazy Susan Sketch Group, but she's also in, like, The Windsors and loads of acting stuff. She's a phenomenal actor, actually. She's very funny. She's a really good improviser. I love her. She is... Well, she's a safe pair of hands, socially and professionally. Can you imagine that? And I need to be more engaging in this in this front bit in this front bit of the podcast I'm trying to be more engaging but the point is you've caught me googling Lazy Susan so I can tell you when their thing's on at the end and then Lazy Susan comes up on Etsy and then of course I remember a Lazy Susan is a thing that spins around 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 well (laughs) Celeste Ring is going to spin you around with her talking Bye for Ben and it's hello to Celeste. Hello. Are we recording now? Is this all going to go in? Yeah, I think we just go for it. It could go in, so be be aware, you know, be on your guard in case I ask any hard-hitting questions early doors, you know. I'm in the squat position. I'm ready. (laughs) Lovely jumper, lovely girl. What do you say to that? Um, I say thank you very much. I think you're very well, I mean, these are things that the listeners can't appreciate, but you're very well coordinated with your background because your background's a bit mint green isn't it and you're in a sort of plum number <laughs> yeah you're absolutely spot on aren't you? if you want to do a self-tape you just come around and pop yourself in front of my walls and then you can change the background do you know i got a job from doing a self-tape with you did you you were very good yeah in edinburgh yeah we did it in edinburgh oh yeah and you were quite good because you were very calm but mm. also quite firm so when i wanted to do it for the sixth time you were like you, you've done what you're going to do mm. and there's no more now. You'll send that off and you'll stop wasting my time. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd never get any self-tapes that I sent off for. Anything to say on that? Um, shocked. Very surprised. Yeah. I thought if anyone would be breaking through, it would be Sanders. Well, I sometimes put on wacky voices. I give them a little bit extra, you know? Bit of the old, bit of the old self-sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what do you think? You, you think you want one character, but looky here, 
it. You've got another. And that wasn't quite the succession world, was it, at that point? That but, wasn't um, quite. Oh, can you imagine being in succession? I'd love it, but I'd feel so intimidated. I'm drooling at, at the thought of it. You say that, but I think when the more money, actually, there's more pressure, but also it's harder to go wrong because they've got like three cameras and you can probably do a million takes. So you've got so much more buffer than if you're in like a, a low budget British comedy where it's like two takes and you're gone. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think they want the tea lady to do 16 <laughs> takes. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Six, six cameras on the tea lady, please. She's going to come in again with the tea. Look, I just want them to know when they do inevitably listen to this podcast, when Jesse Armstrong tunes in to Cuddle Club, I yeah. want him to know that I'm ready. Yeah, you, do you know what? You are, because I saw you film your BBC... Are we saying three? I think so, yeah. Your BBC Three sketch series. Not No pilot here. Well, there was a pilot and then, and then yeah. there was a series. But I saw you do that and... The level of professionalism from you. I was asleep under the table. Anna kept, <laughs> Anna kept eating all the props. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when I kept eating the props for it? <laughs> Did she? I missed that. No, but fair enough. The thing is, we were a bit hungry, weren't we? Yeah, and that's the thing. On BBC Three, if there's five olives scripted on the table, that's all you're going to get. <laughs> there's no backup olives. Well, you get one olive by the time there's I There's not an olive take. guy. You know, on Succession, they've got an olive team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was eating the olives and then I fell asleep under the table. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, other end of the spectrum, very professional. Absolute trooper. W- wasted on you lot. I felt. Well, no, I I really appreciated it. And I thought next time, when I wake myself from my olive slumber next time. <laughs> Actually, I didn't want to say that I was unprofessional because I did really respect the day, but they needed me to be dead when I was asleep. So it actually was quite fitting. I would say that what all that happened is you got about three hours sleep, you did a very good job, and then there was a bit where you were laying on the ground dead and you you, had a, you fell asleep for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Let it be known we can both play our parts in succession. Can you do American accent, though? Yes. Go on. Not very good, but... Hey, my name's Celeste. I'm the new lead in succession. Wow. Um, <laughs> Plot twist. The Roy family take to me and i i'm i'm the one he says to me i'm the one that's really good yeah Yeah, it's a very realistic storyline i think that just sort of someone not in the family is just going to sweep in and get the lead Mm -hmm. part well are are we saying that you're writing it and starring in it then yeah let's round it up shall we come on let's let's get the full package lou (laughs) let's not wait let's not waste any more of your time you've got a bbc3 series she's writing it and she's in it (laughs) oh forget about it forget about it So, yeah, we can all do American. Okay. <laughs> well, this is a podcast you can uh, take to work in a way. Eric, all this time you've been talking and we could have been having. How do you feel about podcasts? Because I'd love to know. Well, I mean, this feels like a loaded question because I'm on one. I'm actually mm. quite... I don't listen to many, but it's not out of any... Uh, disdain for the medium it's purely that i'm very bad at concentrating on more than one thing at once yeah and people say podcasts are sort of the soundtrack to their lives and i cannot make a cup of tea and take in anything that's being said i like i'll miss it because i'll be like oh i'm boiling the kettle i'm putting the right amount of water and now it won't have gone in at all and then i find i have to skip them back and back so i would have to literally sit in this sort of quite dark room and just listen to a podcast and that feels very 
the pressure then feels too much. There's probably no podcast that could. But I have, I have listened to some, but it tends to be like a story series or like I'll try and listen to a news one in a quite a worthy way and, yeah. you know, try and compensate for the last sort of 15 years of not really being clued up enough on anything in sort of one 20 minute podcast where, you know, you have to Google everything that they're saying and you're like, ah. yeah. Okay, it's time for the quick fire round. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, Punch and Judy or Richard and Judy? Richard and Judy. Greek or chic? Greek. Would you rather find a chicken in your egg or an egg in your leg? Egg in my leg. Ooh. Would you? No, but I'm doing. I'm panicking. I'm doing. I'm doing the quick, but no fire. So you'd rather me. find you'd rather find an egg in your leg than a chicken in your egg. Have you ever found a chicken in your egg? No, have you? Yeah. I wouldn't eat an egg again, but there's sometimes a little baby fetuses. Oh. Yeah, it sounds like a fun question, but, you know, I'm leaving the listener with some, something. That's classic Sanders. <laughs> it's all fun and games until you, yeah. you dig a bit deeper. and There's something to think about, a.k.a. Yeah. boycott eggs, you know? Yeah. Have you seen Simon Amstel's... Um, program it was about veganism but he did it in quite a fun way no should we move on <laughs> yeah okay who upset you last <laughs> uh, um... or if you don't want to upset you can answer who you upset last probably my mum both ways probably i upset her she upset me why well, not in a terrible way but she's probably the person i'm this is awful but most comfortable losing my temper with so i know mm. this i do maybe a bit more with her than I would with anyone else. But she came to stay at the weekend and she's just the doziest woman and I love her to pieces, but you can't... Uh, anyway, I'm turning into my dad, but I'll literally be like, wait there, I will come back and find you and I'll come back and she'll be, I don't know, looking through the racks or what. She'll be gone and I'll be like, yeah. mum, I said wait there and she'll be like... Oh, okay, and then and then you'll walk away and you turn around, she's evaporated again. It's very difficult to keep track of, but I notice I'm more irritable because she's my mother. Yeah, of course. And probably she finds me very impatient. Have you ever hit her? <laughs> <laughs> Why? What she said? <laughs> yeah, Bit we had her on <laughs> We had her on last week and she got not. She got not funny, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> You want to be in a bubble with me, a cuddle bubble? Are you affectionate in the right hands? <laughs> yes, yes. Are you? Oh, You sound surprised. Who's the right hands? It's a good question. I mean, obviously my boyfriend. Mm. But generally, generally anyone that seems sort of like comfortable in their own skin, obviously I will relax. Yeah. And if they're not, or they're looking to me to lead that, then I oh. then I probably won't. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't look to me to lead it. What about <laughs> when we went out for dinner and you yeah. said, uh, and I was a bit jittery that day. Oh, God, I'm going to forget what I said. Did I say something bad? No, I feel very safe with you, actually. I trust you, which in comedy is quite big. It is big, isn't it? It's massive, yeah. There's a few, I'm doing a snake movement. There's a few snakes. But also it's the culture of it to yeah. be kind of well i think that's changing actually but it depends on what sort of comedy you do but i think obviously you do stand up i think particularly mm. i feel like the clowning community is probably or i assume it's very supportive i hope there's not a bunch of clowns <laughs> seething at each other you know not laughing at each other's surreal you know chicken and egg bits for mm. example um egg, yeah. eggs and legs and, and such yeah. but i feel like 
stand up the culture is and also to not be too enthusiastic or too keen or yeah uh, you know and quick wittedness which i which can feel quite pressurizing it's a bit panelly isn't it to yeah always yeah, have a yeah. comeback but at dinner you said are you right lou you're um i was a bit jittery and you said you're uh what word did you use and i thought oh yeah i really am like i was on edge somehow i said you're acting crazy lou. <laughs> i can't remember why i brought that up anyway but um i don't know they'll probably edit that out i don't know <laughs> cuddle club Cuddle club. Cuddle club. I think that's enough. Touch quiz. Who am I thinking about or what am I thinking about touching right now? Your boyfriend. No. Lovely answer though, no. Oh, you've only got five questions. We won't count the boyfriend one. Is it person or an object? It's a person, yeah. Um... Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Said with full eye contact there, straight up. Yeah, dead. Dead. <laughs> I'm just checking to see whether they are dead, actually. Okay, so it's got... Are they a, are they a singer or musician? Yeah, they are, actually. That was very good, actually, because they absolutely are. They're old, if not dead. <laughs> God, if they, if they listen to this, that might finish them off, <laughs> They're actually alive. That's embarrassing. They are 93, though, so you can see my point. Who's 93? Am I going to definitely know them, or is it some obscure... You will... No, you will know. Double alliteration... B, a B. I can't help you any more than, than that. B, B. And that's just because you've got a lovely jumper on. I softened. I need a jumper again. Come on, just tell me. I can't bear it. It's Burt Bacharach. I wouldn't have got that. I do know who that is, and I, I don't think I would have got that. Can you remember being a baby? No. Can you not? No. And I actually don't remember swathes of my childhood as well. Oh, like... that's trauma. Is it? No. I think so. I think it's trauma, yeah. <laughs> what a mistake and a maker. <laughs> I think what a way to trauma. find out <laughs> yeah i do actually think it's trauma in your case certainly buggery do <laughs> i was gonna say bugger me and i thought i don't know i can't i stop. don't think that's the way out for you no a way out of the trauma <laughs> oh yeah go and tell us this one yeah. are you good at chatting people up no, terrible, awful. Are you really? Yeah, I mean, I've had a boyfriend for so long that... You did have a break, we... come on, we all remember <laughs> we that. Did, we did have a break. We did have a break and I largely squandered it. I was quite sad in the break. Mm. I think I didn't really know what I wanted, but I think I generally, back in the day when I used to be able to, uh, you know, talk freely, and I think, I, you know, I have really, even when we were on a break, I was still sort of, my head was still there or I wasn't really pursuing anyone. But so when I was actually in a position to do that, I was very young. And that's when you're like at uni and you're basically friends with everyone and then stuff might happen. There's no sort of, I don't know, meeting someone in a bar or whatever. It's all just sort of things tumble out of the out of the friendship group. But I think I would consistently walk away from situations where the person I was not interested in at all would have got all the signals from me. Oh, and no. be like, oh, I'm in there. Oh, no. And whoever I fancied would be like, I don't even know if she knows my name. Right. And I would be that level of like... Uh, just completely unable to put put myself out there. Yeah, but I, I think that would be different now. Say, say me, me and my boyfriend were to break up. I think I'd be a lot more gung ho. Happy days. Um, you know, <laughs> bugger me. He, yeah, exactly. Are you good at chatting people up? I, and I think that phrase is old fashioned. It's a bit confusing, isn't it? Because I think when you when you're really flirting with someone, or when you really like someone, when you fancy them, I think to me a sure tell of that is you're able to break out of those roles a bit. And you don't yeah. feel like you're being gamed or chatted up. You just feel like there's a connection. And so actually, 
really when you like someone it it should be that it's it's not slotting into that format but rather that it's that you're really listening to them and i think that's that's always the thing isn't it when you're to convey interest or when you're like i like someone it's often yeah you feel like you want to listen to them and you feel like they really listen to you and that's it i think yeah well looks like i fancy you now because i'm listening (laughs) (laughs) no i I am not good if I really fancy someone, but I have gone over and given someone my number and stuff and stuff like that. So I'm quite bold if if um if I'm really desperate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you get a lovely just a lovely amount of creeps uh after your show, don't you? <laughs> oh boy. Yes. I mean, we haven't performed live for a while though, so that hasn't happened. I think that we have had, you know, one quite scary guy. Yeah. That kept coming in, but he was going around a lot of women comedians as well yeah don't um, flat yourself love <laughs> <laughs> also this is a hilarious thing where he was clearly more obsessed with freya <laughs> and i was kind of like ah, okay and i thought that was quite funny and i wanted to write about it but we, we never did another show but i thought it'd be quite funny to be jealous that someone has a stalker yeah yeah <laughs> it's sort of quite it reveals something quite ugly but no you get creep and then you also just get people who aren't creepy but I think there's obviously an imbalance and, you know, it's hilarious that I'm even talking about this like I'm super successful, you know, it's not like we do big shows or anything like that. But even if you're just the person that's been on stage and even if you've bombed, there's a power imbalance there of whoever's coming up to you that has to be rebalanced, I think, if you're going to get on an equal, on a sexy Uh, equal footing, you know, otherwise... You, you don't want, like, a sort of Labrador just, like, there salivating, waiting for you to oh, say I the do. next thing. Oh, I do. <laughs> I feel a bit suffocated by that. No, but... I don't. I don't really. Yeah, I did have a stalker, but he wasn't a very good one um, years ago. And unfortunately, he's dead now. God rest his soul. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Yeah, I didn't do it. But, um, no, he's a very troubled <laughs> man. You know, I did, I did sort of feel for him. But uh, not, not when he was stalking me. I don't think I knew about that. I'm sorry that that... It was so long ago. And it wasn't, like an extreme case but it was just like once or twice but when it happened it was quite scary but then he went on to do it to a girl who was completely different from me short short blonde hair tiny and I thought well pick a type (laughs) 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 and that's when you lost respect for him no, but you know, God bless everyone. But um <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping 
and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. to be all groovy but have you heard of the movies anyway best screen on the best uh, on screen cuddle <laughs> well i was thinking about this mm. and i've got quite poor recall for films which I, is not a great thing to wheel out as an excuse but i i was thinking that you know a cuddle unless it's a hug goodbye oh and this is the thing you d- distinguishing between hugs and cuddles because for me, a cuddle yeah. is like longer. It's you know we're bedding in for a bit, whereas a hug might be, you know, more fleeting mm. or more emotionally charged. But one thing I was thinking about, and it's not really a cuddle, but have you seen? Um, <laughs> I got quite obsessed with the film Foxcatcher for a while. <laughs> have you seen it? No. Oh man, I got obsessed with it. I I watched it on um, on the plane to Melbourne. Actually, you know, you can get quite weird headspace on long haul flights and I sort of yeah. drank a bit too much at the start of the flight and then watched Foxcatcher which is a kind of very bleak kind of unrelenting film about wrestlers it's a true story about these two brothers who are wrestlers yeah. and this billionaire from the DuPont family which is a really rich family in America kind of starts to come between them because he wants his own wrestling team and he sort of plucks one of them away. Oh. Um, and the brotherly dynamic sort of gets a bit broken. And, and anyway, but what I really liked about the, the the affection in it is obviously there's a lot of toxic masculinity in it. Or you know, I don't know if that phrase mm. would have even been used at that time. But there's a lot of sort of men who can't talk about how they feel and kind of going through it. But the wrestling warm-up is almost like these kind of bear hugs. So they sort mm. of, him and his brother, the first shot of the film, I think, is him and his brother warming up and they kind of rub each other's shoulders and kind of pour each other and he stretches them out but it's all kind of holding each other really it's all sort of touch oh wow and it's this weird line between like it's affectionate but it's also like it becomes it then becomes aggressive and the older brother is Mark Ruffalo who's such a kind of he's very all-american comforting yeah. uh, man basically and the younger brother's Channing Tatum and because he the younger brother wants to prove himself he often pushes the affection of the older brother away but oh. Mark Ruffalo's character just always knows when to step in and he just kind of puts his hand around the back of his head and, and then pulls him in and he's always a little bit resistant but then he kind of often softens because it's what he needs but I just thought it did wow it showed really well the way men need like sport or football or something to get that that touch and that yeah, yeah, that yeah. contact yeah so I thought that did kind of it's not really cuddles it's not soft enough to be cuddling but no it's fascinating but yeah it's a great film it's awful but it's I think it's like perfectly structured it's so great but don't watch it alone no wrestling films are always so bleak yeah mind you I watched one was it a film or was it a documentary it was a documentary in the end uh, about a female wrestler it was great and she was married to this guy who tried to kill her and um, (sighs) then she put him away for life he was like psychopath obviously she put him away for life and then said yeah I'm um, actually gay anyway and um, married a lovely woman and sort of lived happily ever after oh that's nice yeah so actually it wasn't as bleak in the end it was bleak until that point go on take us back then 
History. The past. Memories. When stuff was jeepers, huh? Woolworths. Coffee wasn't it good. <laughs> Instant coffee. Is it the war? It's not the war, is it? Was your family quite affectionate? Or were they a nice family? Like, why are you doing comedy? I guess the subtext is... Uh... <laughs> it's got to be, hasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you know, Lou, you don't get to where I am in my career being hugged too much as a child, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I think I think my family, I'm very lucky. They're very loving in lots of ways. Mm. Are they dysfunctional? Yes. Mm. And I think I was probably, like most kids, you know, it's got to be nearly all kids, hugged a lot more as a little kid and then probably oh, yeah. as I got a bit older, they didn't, you know, they don't quite know what to do, do with you or how yeah. to. Yeah. And some of that's class and generational as well. You know, our parents would have just been a lot less expressive than probably we would be now yeah, because yeah. that's just the culture. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say I got enough, particularly as a little kid, I think probably I was the only girl as well at the time. So I think I was probably, you know, swamp drowning in affection and, and all that. But I think I think when I wasn't a little cute thing anymore, it was a bit like, yeah. oh, what do we do with this sort of moody you know that, yeah and I had acne and I was just quite sort of grumpy do you think you'd get more cuddles if you weren't as ugly <laughs> <laughs> yes I do yes I do <laughs> although it's a funny thing actually because I did have really bad skin or I had acne from I don't know maybe 13 yeah same till, yeah. Qu- till quite old really yeah. till my 20s and by the time I really got on sorting it out it, it wasn't bad enough to go on any sort of medication anymore but I do look back and think oh, I should have sort of pushed for that. Yeah. You know, I remember telling my mum about it and she was kind of like, oh, it's not so bad. And then, you know, I did go to the doctor once and they prescribed me something useless and I, and I kind of never went back. But actually, I think I had it all on my face, but also on my chest and on my back and even things like staying at people's houses. I, I never wanted to do it because I never wanted to take my makeup off and anyone, you know, oh. so I sort of sneaked to the bathroom to take it off. But I think it did make me less comfortable with touch because I did want to yeah. keep a distance because I was self-conscious of, of my of my skin, which yeah. which maybe sounds a bit much, but I, but I think that was my no. probably my experience. I totally yeah. get that. It's so horrible when you got something on your face and then... Ugh, yeah, I had all that as well. And then I got Roaccutane and it did get rid of it. But um, It's quite extreme though, Roaccutane. I wanted yeah. to go on that by the end, but I'd, I'd kind of missed the, the peak window yeah. of it and it wasn't quite worth it. But I, I wish I'd pushed harder for it because it did kind of... I let it dominate a bit too much actually and there were other things going on. But I think I... I think I would have benefited from, you know, yeah, not being not being ravaged by acne. Because other things you think there's an upshot, even if you think you're, you know, we're very conditioned to worship being thin and stuff and you yeah. think that's awful. But I think at least people find curves sexy. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. acne, there's like, there's no, <laughs> there's no like, hey, work it. <laughs> you can own that, <laughs> you know. They're not putting acne on the Dove campaigns being like, I'm beautiful. I own it. You know, it's- they tried to make spots fashionable once. You know, like, and they they try and just have a laugh with fashion sometimes and try and bring things in. And they made, right. they did, they tried to like make spots sexy. I remember it about twenty years ago or something. Just it didn't really last very long. It didn't really take off. But um, <sighs> but at least we got One to day. work on our personality and stuff because we sort of had to a bit. Yeah. Got that very sharp. Have you had any like weird interactions, worst or best? A really sort of good one that I had that was also quite weird was when I was doing this country Mm. 
And if you don't know, it's like, um, I think it was on, on BBC Three, but I think oh. it's on BBC Two. People know it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, people know it. If you don't know that, then it's goodbye from me. We you can't know. help you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so, even though I'm only in, in that series for about two minutes, they still invited me to these acting workshops that were to help everyone improvise, yeah. basically. So some of the cast went to this village in the Cotswolds, which is where it's filmed, and we did these acting workshops in this kind of, I think, community hall. Yeah. And me and Michael Sleggs, who played Slugs, he's really sadly passed away now. And I think Aww. that's probably why I think of it, because it sort of sharpens your image of someone, doesn't it, when they when yeah. they pass away. But he and I, I don't think it ever got used. I don't think it was in the show. I can't remember. But we went to this Grease night and I this, played this really shy girl who dresses up as Sandy when she's had her transformation. So, you know, a shy girl that's dressed for more sexily than she can than she can handle. But we yeah. had to do the slow dance. And so they said, can you just kind of hold each other and dance for ages? And at first I was like, oh, no. You know, because it's yeah. kind of awkward. And, yeah. and so we had to kind of, just yeah embrace each other and slow dance and they they didn't yell cut for ages and you know you're thinking are we supposed to pull away or are they what's going on have they broken for lunch what's happening and so initially I felt awkward but then after a beat I just sort of relaxed and he was a great hug he was really warm and you could tell that he wasn't sort of resisting or you know when you feel you can feel the other actor pushing you away a little bit or trying to assert some sort of boundary to be like and he just wasn't like that at all he was so and so it started off very weird but then it kind of went to a place where I was like oh this is actually fine and quite nice and I don't think they ever used it but I think it felt like a genuine a genuine moment and we felt like a sort of, you know, for a second, a kind of an actual couple or whatever. It felt quite convincing. And I was like, oh, that's quite, yeah, that's sort of weird, weird to good. Weird to good is nice. Never had a weird to good, actually, on this. It often doesn't, doesn't go that way. <laughs> You've got to relax into it, I suppose. That's lovely, actually. Mm. Well, they were saying, so the workshop leader was saying she does that a lot with actors is this thing called Hug to Connect. And she makes... And I think it's before intimacy scenes, but it can be before any kind of scene. And she'll just get the actors to hug for like 30 seconds or a minute. Wow. The idea being that, I mean, it sounds so pretentious, but I think it probably does work because if if anything, it's a bit like probably the start of, I don't know, anything for focus, meditation, yoga, where you pause, you end up listening to your breath, you can hear someone else's heartbeat and your own, you settle and then you stop trying to do so much, you know, you just yeah. kind of calm down a bit. But she does it with actors, hug, hug to connect. I don't wow. know. Wow. Yeah. That is weird because I guess your heart is your heart to heart, really. So that regulates the breathing and everything. And then also yeah. if you're spiritual, as I am, I guess that's like your heart chakra is one of the big ones, isn't it? It's one of the biggies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, I've heard spiritual and I'm out. I closed down. I shut down. Yeah, I shut down. Well, no, because I went to this uh, LA improv workshop where oh, yeah. they used shaman techniques and you stare in each other's eyes of strangers. You would not believe. There was an artist that did it as well. An artist that just was sat at a table and people could come up and just stare at her for five minutes or something and she'd stare back and it's like you're looking into someone's soul once you lose the kind of embarrassment and all of that it brings up mad stuff people were crying shouting I think I have talked about this because one man shouted I want a baby son (laughs) and 
you have to sort of think, okay, I'll be respectful to that and not laugh. But, you know, it's quite intense, you know. Obviously, I laughed, but, you know, then I wished him well. Yeah, and, Mm. you know, so the balance was redressed. That is my big fear, doing, like, a a workshop or something like that where you're really vulnerable. It's Mm. like, everyone's like, there's no wrong answers, there's nothing too weird, but then someone Mm. does say something (laughs) that everyone goes, oh, that's a bit weird. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) There's no wrong answers, nothing's too weird. Apart from Michael, you're going to have to take yourself out of the room, okay? We're cuddling up, we're cuddling down, we're cuddling all around. Okay, this is the bit where it's the cuddle calculator, so they just put all your data in and then uh, it just comes up with your cuddle type. Yeah? And so you're, yeah, so you're inputting that data now. What yeah. data do you put in? It's just the chat we've had. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then it just comes up with your type. So are you excited about that? being truly seen i am should yeah. i do a drum roll yeah okay cuddle calculator says you are papier mache look you are very satisfying but you have to put the work in papier mache takes time girl investment springs <laughs> to mind yeah <laughs> that's papier mache <laughs> so i mean i have to put in the time or someone has to put in the time with me someone has to put in the time with you i think yeah i'd say that's accurate Unless I've had a few, and then it's very quick, then it's very yeah, easy. Then it, yeah, yeah. You have to put the time in, all the drinks in. Yeah. But look, you're very satisfying. But look, you have to put the work in. It's quite a good rhyme. Peppy and Mashley takes time, girl. Investment springs to mind, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. It's good stuff, really, when Do you, you think, think they paid it. someone to sort of liven that up a bit? So someone's been paid money to just put in girl and yeah, just to make it pop a bit more, make it speak to... Yeah, the, the key the, demographic. Yeah, yeah, the young ones and stuff. Yeah, my demographic is sort of twenty to sixty. Yeah, <laughs> mine. What would mine be? Perverts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a pervert magnet. What can I yeah. say? I feel honoured. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. So that was Celeste Jing from Lazy Susan. Uh, I'm glad I did that podcast because she's reminded me she's moved to North London. Stalker, shut your ears. So um, this is great for me. And do check out their new TV series on BBC Three in January. Uh, You can follow Lazy Susan online. You can follow... Celeste isn't online herself, but Lazy Susan are. You can follow at Cuddle Club Pod online on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Lee Sanders because I'm going to tell you about my tour if you go to my twitter it's like the pin tweet but if you go to my website you can get tickets for the united kingdom tour oh that sounds lovely so i'll see you there bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.